everybody, it's Anne. And I'm Rebecca. And welcome to the Moderately Prepared Podcast. Today is Sunday, February 14. Happy Valentine's Day. Yay, it's Valentine's Day. Yes. You will like- you be my Valentine? I will. I will. I got a nice card from my Valentine. Did you? <laughs> no, I've got a I've got a moderately prepared Valentine. <laughs> Well, I bet it's I bet it's going to be mailed soon, your Valentine's Day card. Oh, I have no doubt. And it'll be homemade. It'll be awesome. It's gonna be great. So So do you like Valentine's Day? You know what I do? I think it's a sweet day of remembrance and it's nice. It's nice. I know some people don't care for it. What about you? I you know, I could go either way. I mean, sure, why not celebrate love, right? Well, that's just it. Love, friendship, community. Yeah, I I mean, we need a little bit more of that in the world right now. So I think Valentine's Day is probably coming at a a great time. So what's on the schedule today? Oh, we have a lot of stuff on the schedule. But first, our weekly PSA, public service announcement, about our show, our podcast, Moderately Prepared. As you might infer from the title, we really are moderately prepared. And I think we're consistent in our being moderately prepared. But you know what? We really are an alternative to all of the other noise. And there is so much out there. So we want to be fun. We want to be light. We might have occasionally poked the bear, the tiger, whatever dangerous animal is out there, you know, that that maybe we could get hurt uh, by poking. But we're going to do that once in a while with a little bit of humor, I hope. But we are not in favor of the cancel culture. We do not believe in censorship. And we adamantly support the First Amendment. So that's that's our that's our foundation. We're moderately prepared, but we don't want to cancel your voice. You want to kick us off, Rebecca? Sure. So I was watching this TV show yesterday, and it was about QAnon. Now you know you know about QAnon, right? Isn't that a a fringe political group or something like that? It is. So QAnon is focused on the fact that there's this anonymous source inside the Trump administration. And that person is Q. And Q posts these conspiracy theories. And the people of QAnon believe them. And it's created this movement. It tends to be far right. They are very pro-Trump, you know, and they're very patriotic. But they kind of take it to an extreme where they believe that there's a cabal of child pedophiles who are composed of Democrats and significant Hollywood members. And that Trump somehow in his presidency was going to expose all the Democrats and the Hollywood stars and and bring this child pedophile ring to justice. And so, of course, was not reelected and that didn't happen. So that's kind of what I think everybody probably knows the basics of it. So I was watching this documentary yesterday and I only got to see half of it, unfortunately. But they were saying that Michael Flynn, so General Michael Flynn is Q. And so they believe he's the inside source inside the Trump administration. And I just found it to be really interesting if that was true. So I did some research. Mm-hmm. I think I think you just articulated why we have decided very intentionally to stay away from politics. Because <laughs> this is insane. It's, it's kind right. of like the Lincoln Project. I mean, that's blowing up and turning into ash right before our eyes. Oh, my God. Well, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I hope it, Flynn is not Q, but if he is, he is. I did some research into it. And I thought, you know, because this they were interviewing members of QAnon on this documentary, and people were saying that 
Flynn was part of the team. And so I thought, I wonder if that's really true. So I found this article last week from the New York Times. And, you know, I think the New York Times is ridiculous. But in any event, they had an article there. And it shows he is part of the QAnon movement. So it shows him and his family um, doing the QAnon pledge, which is basically to protect and defend the Constitution. So that's, you know, I mean, you can't look at that and go, that's ridiculous. But the only thing that makes it different is it ends with where we go one, we go all. And so that's what makes it the QAnon and kind of separates it out. And so you might see that where we go one, we go all abbreviated. And it was on a lot of the rioters clothes. And along with like the Q logo. And it says here that he also sells that stuff, General Flynn does, on his website. So he is definitely involved. Now, whether he's Q or not it remains to be seen. And what happens with this movement now that the theory did not come true, I'm sure they'll just, well, I know they've lost a lot of followers because the theory did not come true, but usually when the end of the world doesn't happen, they just change the date. So I wonder if that will be the same here. (laughs) Right. Maybe, maybe that's exactly what will happen. You know, I, everybody loves a good conspiracy theory and everybody loves these sort of shadow organizations or not so shadow organizations. And when things don't come to pass, they very quickly seem to splinter apart. We're seeing a lot of that this week in the news with various things. I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm I think it's interesting. I, has Flynn acknowledged that he's a member of QAnon? I mean, is he embracing well, he it publicly? The, yeah, he, he took the QAnon pledge and videotaped it and posted it to his website. I'm not sure exactly where it was. They showed a picture of it um, in that New York Times article uh, from last week. So a picture of him and his family taking the pledge. But is there actual video of it? I mean, is that really a photo of that event? Yes. Yes. I don't even know what to say. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really don't. I, You know, QAnon, the Lincoln Project. I remember when, when the year 2000 was imminent and coming upon us, people thought all these things were going to happen. It's a little like what Nostradamus. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. These things just sort of self-perpetuate. And sadly and unfortunately, people are taken in by them right. and, and, and perhaps even give money to these groups. Of course they do. Yeah. And that money disappears. You're never going to get a refund. Ever. Right. QAnon right. so- and the Lincoln Project are not going to give you refunds, folks. Don't be looking for that in your PayPal or checking account or a credit, you know, credit back to your debit or credit card. I, I just think that. I, I don't know. I don't want to call this despicable, but it's it's troubling, but it happens all the time. It does, you know, and I'm not going to judge it one way or another. I just think it's so fascinating. And to watch the people that are part of QAnon, they're just regular, you know, everyday Safeway shoppers that have somehow gotten sucked into this. And I guess it just, oh, and you know what? This is This is really important. So there was a quote that said, when there is a lack of responsible media, the truth becomes fluid. So the fact is, is that because we're not getting the truth from the media, people start believing, they start looking for the truth in other places. And QAnon was one of those places and people believed it. They thought it was the truth. And some still think it's the truth. You know, I was watching one of the Sunday morning news shows earlier today, and a former 
congressional representative had a, a wonderful quote, and I don't know if this is his original language or if he was quoting, but he said that basically what you just said, people appear to be looking for news to affirm what they already think or want to think or want to believe well, instead of news to inform. And the media, I don't mind saying this out loud because I'm a pretty middle of the road person. The media have, I mean, talk about dereliction of duty. Terrible. The media have completely abandoned their role. And and I'm sure that the media, even even at the highest level of integrity, if they ever had one, and I'm sure that there have been points in history where they have had integrity, everybody's human, everybody's biased, everybody has a slant. But for a long time, I think many members of the professional media tried to rise above that. And maybe there's some truth there that if, if the media is failing in its role, what choice do people have but to look for answers and information elsewhere. But even even if the media were acting with the utmost integrity, these things still happen. You know, these QAnons and Lincoln projects and other conspiracy type theories. I mean, hell, there are people that think that John F. Kennedy is still alive someplace. Right, right. You know, and they, they were saying about this QAnon, because of this part about the child trafficking, they were saying that they were able to infiltrate mom groups and, mm -hmm. and bring on mom groups, you know, so uh, it, it's, it's really interesting the way these groups kind of insinuate themselves into other legitimate groups and mm -hmm. take over. Really fascinating. People are lazy, and they don't think for themselves, and they don't take the time to uncover the layers of the onion and to really dig for information and try to really and think about what you are hearing or reading or consuming in, in whatever form you're getting your, your news and or information. And you've got to think, you, you have to take personal responsibility for that, especially now, now more than ever, now yeah, more than true. ever. You absolutely have to, and you have got to question everything. And yeah. I think if nothing else, the last several years have torn the veil off of, off of this. And, and maybe that's a good thing because we've become yeah. so complacent and you cannot be complacent. You just cannot be because then your society erodes. So I'm going to throw out there, I think the Wall Street Journal is really fair and balanced. I do see some stuff that I, I kind of cringe at and think, oh, you know, I wouldn't have said it that way. But compared to all the other news outlets, I think that's probably one of the best. I do read CNN and Fox News, and I look at the comparison of them. I do think that both of them are propaganda machines, as well as MSNBC. There's a whole list of others. But there are a few decent publications out there left. So I'm going to recommend Wall Street Journal. And I'm going to recommend do like I do and, and read read the different publications, even though you may hate them. Because... It's it's good to see what's being promoted and where. I agree. I agree. I mean, I watch everything, as you know. I listen to a lot of different things, and some of it makes me crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, I find myself talking back to it, and, and the air turns blue. Um, other times, that the air is not so blue. But I do think you, you've got to you've got to let your brain engage with a lot of different sources of information so that you can begin to parse through it and find those publications, whether they're print or electronic or both, where there does seem to be some integrity in the reporting. And I have to agree, I think the journal is really tries to be balanced in its reporting. I, I do agree with you on that. 
It's interesting. I mean, it, we live in a very troubling time right now in terms of First Amendment rights, freedom of speech, public discourse, uh, alienation, um, fractured relationships. It's cancel culture. Cancel culture. It's it's kind of frightening, actually. It and is. We, we have only to look at history, and we don't want history to repeat itself, but it all too often does. True. True. So, what do you have? That's my that's my story for the day. Well, that was intensely serious. I know, and I tried to keep it non political because that's our thing. We try to be, I, and I think I think that was fairly non political. Just really interesting. Okay, so I'm done with the conspiracies for now. Okay. What you got? Well, we haven't talked about the Super Bowl yet. Oh, yes. No. So we've got to talk about the Super Bowl, who won, how we feel about that, but perhaps more importantly, the post-Super Bowl activities. So if you haven't been on the planet the last couple of weeks, we all know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs and won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wins again. Yes, yeah, I know. He always so, wins. Yes. He does. And yada, yada, yada. Let's move on to what happened after the Super Bowl. Exactly. But in the spirit of good sportsmanship, of being sporting, congratulations to the Bucks. That's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. And I'm happy for your fans. I think it's a great thing. I love sport, as Rebecca knows. I'm a rabid sporting fan. I think, hey, good for you guys. But what I loved, and now I think I might become a Tom Brady fan. You're hearing you know what? it here Me too. first. Me too. You are hearing it here first. I loved the post-Super Bowl parade. So, you know, there's always a parade, and it's typically downtown in whatever city wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. But because they're in Tampa Bay, it's it's on the waterway. So it's a boat parade. And apparently, well, not apparently. I mean, you can go to YouTube and you can look this up. But and you uh, should. You should. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> so Tom Brady, you know, he's kind of a machine. He's got this TB12 thing. He's a fitness fanatic. He eats avocado ice cream. People comment about his diet all the time. He's super prepared. He's ultra intense. If you watch football at all, you've seen him lose it and unleash on his receivers and other players. The guy is wired. And that's why he has seven Super Bowl rings, too. Right, right. So I have to admire that on some level. But what I really like is the human Tom Brady, the regular guy Tom Brady who got trashed during the Super Bowl parade. And no, I'm not promoting drunken behavior, but I, I guess I suppose I am. I mean, this is just such a great human story. He gets drunk during the parade. White girl drunk. Rarely, yeah, he probably, exactly. White girl drunk. <laughs> and he probably rarely drinks, so probably one beer will do it for him. And so he's on the boat, he's on the stern of the boat, and um, the, the other guys on his team are be on a boat behind him. And, you know, they're all partying. These are young guys. They just won the Super Bowl. They're happy. The Tampa Bay Bucks fans are there. Everybody's happy. So Brady's got the Lombardi Trophy. And if you've ever seen that, it's about, what, like three feet tall. It's a good size, hefty trophy made of silver, I believe, or probably some alloy mix. So it's not like a Nerf ball. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's big and heavy. Big and heavy. And so Tom Brady is is somewhat buzzed. And he starts, you know how like when you're going to throw something, like one, two, three. So you're kind of cradling the ball back and <laughs> forth before you, before you throw. He tosses the Lombardi trophy, the Lombardi trophy, 
everybody look it up if you if you're not a sports fan please look it up he yeah. tosses the lombardi trophy from the stern of the yacht he is on to the bow of the following trailing boat with all these big football guys on there and one of his tight ends i can't remember the name of the tight end I don't know. forgive me yeah. He catches the trophy, but he's <laughs> well, tossing he it over like 15 feet of water, maybe 20 feet of water, just yeah. tosses it. And then he's got this look like, oh, my God, I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> and in the background, you hear his daughter, who I don't know how old she is. I'm going to say she's about eight or ten. You yeah. hear in the background his daughter yell, Dad, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the daughter, you know. Uh, 10 years old knows this is not a good idea, but, but Tom drunk Trump, Tom Brady thinks it's a great idea. Hey, you know, when you win seven Super Bowl rings, you can toss the Lombardi trophy from the stern of your yacht to the bow of the boat trailing you. Right. I mean, who, who else is going to make that? Well, I think Brett Favre probably would have done it. There's a lot of, you know, I, I could see a few other people doing it, but I just loved it. And it was so human. Everybody loved it. It was so fun. Was it a smart thing to throw the Lombardi trophy? Probably not. <laughs> Can you imagine if it would have sunk? Oh my gosh, what a story that would have been. Oh, if it had gone right in the drink, it would have yeah. been awesome. And then, you know, yeah. they would have had to dredge for it immediately. <laughs> Yeah, put a hook down there. Get the trophy. But um, it would have been interesting to see how many people dove off the boat to try to get it. Oh, Gronkowski would have, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right in there. Right I in imagine there. most of them would have. So it would have, yeah. would have, that would have been awesome too. But alas, they caught it. They did catch it. So another great pass and reception by number 12, uh, or passed by 12 and a reception by the yet-to-be-identified tight end. I read his name earlier, and I, c I can't remember it now. But I just thought that was so fun and so human and just just a moment of pure joy, really. Should he have yeah. thrown it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> but <laughs> come it was on. It, it, it was hilarious. It was fun. It was unexpected. And it showed a side of him that I think – very few people probably get to see. And then I did love his daughter saying, Dad, no. <laughs> and he's probably like, yeah. it's okay, honey. Daddy's drunk. I can toss this. <laughs> well, and then you see him later. They're off the boat. And he's being, he is drunk, drunk, drunk. And he's being led by, I don't know if it's a security guard or something. But he's got this big ass grin on his face. And he's kind of toddling <laughs> toddling along and his security guard is directing him to wherever they went and it was just hilarious you could you could just and he uh, he had this this look on his face of joy and oh i wonder how joyful he was the next morning well anybody i'm i've heard hangovers can be tough <laughs> yeah i've heard that i've, heard I've that read the, i've read the literature i understand it can be a little bit difficult Especially yes. when you're over 25, right. you know, a little hard on the body. Uh, it could take a full day to recover. He, he may have had to go to a fast food restaurant to get, you know, a greasy burger or something. I've heard <laughs> that happens as well. Yeah, I've heard that too. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Tom would eat a greasy burger, but you know, not, hey, not who, thought, who, who would have thought he, he would have tossed the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> true, but he was drunk. So that's true. That's the true. next day he's going to be, well, hopefully he'll be sober the next day, depending on how much he drank. But uh, anyway, so that's funny. But you know what? Not everybody thought that Lombardi toss was funny. You got to be kidding me. Who? You got to love that. I know. You have great. to love that. But 
So apparently the, the designer, the guy who designed the Lombardi trophy, mm-hmm. his daughter is wanting Tom Brady to apologize for that throw. No. <laughs> no. Isn't that ridiculous? Why? That's so stupid. That's so stupid. I think the trophy was designed by the Tiffany company. So there was a designer at the Tiffany company for that trophy. But, you know, look, if if it had fallen into the water, it would have been retrieved. Yeah, they would have got it. Yeah. I, I just don't see why he should apologize. No, uh-uh. No, to hell with that. No. Right. <laughs> what do you think? No, absolutely not. No. It, no, it, it was. Like it, has, it has nothing to do with that woman. So you know, I I say mind your own business. <laughs> well, I, I I could see it if she said, you know, God, I just cringed because my dad worked on that trophy when I saw it flying through the air. But it it, it got caught. Successful right. reception. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's okay. Crisis averted, and it could have been a total uh, that would that could have been disastrous. But no, I don't think he needs to apologize to anybody for anything relative to that. Um, it was a fun, joyful moment, and frankly, we need some of those. So let's just appreciate it for what it was. Exactly, and you know what? Like you said, it actually made me like <laughs> the guy. So you know yeah. what? For me to get some hate out of my heart, that. <laughs> <laughs> A tiny sliver of hate out of my heart is worth it. <laughs> Your you know? heart is a little less cold today because yes. of that. <laughs> yes. A little yeah. less Grinch-like because of it grew, Tom it Brady. Grew one size. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, <sighs> thank you, Tom. Thank you. I just yeah, thought I, it was awesome. I feel better. Awesome. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. And so now I officially like Tom Brady. So, hey, Tom, if you want to come on the show, you're yeah, always welcome. Love to have you. Always would love welcome. to have you. Yep. Yes. But you're not All going right. to take the place of my favorite, Peyton Manning. Oh, I just want nobody's... to make that public. Yeah. 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 And my favorite, yeah. Russell Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Tom, I mean, you're in rare company now. So if you yeah. want to come onto the show, we can talk about anything you want to talk about, except maybe avocado ice cream, because that sounds oh, kind of icky. I want to hear about that. Do you? Okay. Yeah. All right. So even that. Open invitation to Tom Brady onto the podcast. So, but hey, everybody, we want to hear from you. Give us an email at moderatelyprepared at outlook.com. And also you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Share our podcast with your friends. We'd love to get some more subscribers. And you know what? We are out of time. Oh, but we have one more thing to cover. But we're out of time. We have one more thing to cover. What's the one more thing? This is really important. And it and it kind of is the perfect topic to close out the show. Okay. Okay. So you know what next week is? Uh, let's see. No. What is next week? Well, it's one of the best times of the entire year. Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, oh, yeah. Ash Wednesday, and the beginning of the Lenten season. But you know, with COVID, Mardi Gras is kind of a big, big snoozer this year, unfortunately. It won't be for the true Mardi Gras. True. Yeah, it'll be an event. But yeah, it is significantly subdued this year. But I love Mardi Gras. I like Fat Tuesday. I like all the food. I like Lent. And I like Ash Wednesday. So during Lent, mm-hmm. the 40 days of Lent, yes, typically one gives something up or you try to do something during those 40 days. Okay. Have you thought about anything that you might want to do during those 40 days? No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's like this page intentionally left blank that dead right. air 
Um, yeah, no, you know what? I'm not interested. I'm not interested in Lent or, or the stuff that goes with it. So, well, that's not true. Cause on during Lent, we always have meatless Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. But I do that for you. I, I know you, you do. So we'll have meatless Fridays from afar this year, but this Lenten season, I'm committing to two 5Ks. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm not going to give up anything because that never works. For me. <laughs> Giving up anything never works for me, but I'm going to do two 5Ks this Lenten season. Nice. And I signed up for the first one. And these are all virtual 5Ks because of COVID. A lot of them have gone to a virtual environment, which is really Uh smart marketing on their part and a good way to save these events. That's basically Um, money for nothing. Exactly. But I like it. And so I signed up for the Coast Guard 5K. All right. And and so because they're virtual, you get like a 30-day period to do your 5K. And some of mm-hmm. these are half marathons and whatever. I do a 5K because I'm not a runner. I walk, but I don't run. And yep. I mean, unless there's a, a giant lion or grizzly bear chasing me, then I'll probably just lay down and give up. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> just take me now. Make it fast. Because why entertain the bastard if he's going to eat you anyway? Exactly. Yeah. Why? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I, I signed up for a Coast Guard one. I'm going to sign up for another one, but two 5Ks during Lent. And I wish we could be in New Orleans for Mardi Gras because we love New Orleans, but we'll have to do, you know, Lent, Mardi Gras, Ash Wednesday a little bit differently this year. So I thought that was a good yeah. follow on to the Tom yeah. Brady drunk throwing the Lombardi trophy story. Yeah, sounds good. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Well, that does wrap it up for us. So again, thanks for joining us. And until next week, We'll podcast you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thank you.